This is episode number 292. Is hope just positive thinking or a real shift in perspective? With Steve Gamlin. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohit, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. First one being regarding our sponsor for this particular episode. This episode is sponsored by Say Your Peace. Say Your Peace aims to spark global change through self-transformation and community dialogue. Share your story by using hashtag SayYourPeace, that's P-E-A-C-E, and follow them through Instagram or Facebook or any other social media platform. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our weekly conversation that takes place every single Friday at 10.45 a.m. Central Time called Survive to Thrive live the story you create. What this is, if this is your first time hearing about this, is a series of conversations that takes place every single Friday where we explore the connection between one's personal narrative and the topic of grief, resilience, gratitude, appreciation, and many other topics. If you're interested in joining us for any of these upcoming discussions, please consider visiting our website at overcomingodds.today where you'll be able to find the latest conversation as well as ways that you can join that particular discussion. The last announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our show, and that is if our show has had any form of impact in your life, please consider supporting our cause by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. There, there's something that I've learned through passing two or three or maybe four of the towns here. And that's, I remember having a conversation with this one woman. <clears throat> she owns a, a restaurant in a town. I want to say it's near Azambuja. Maybe that's the town itself. But her and I sat down and we were talking about this concept of hope and positive thinking and just the, the, the daily challenges of life. And she put this in the such an interesting way. I, I might've heard this before, but haven't heard this in a while. <laughs> and that is, she literally said, there's so many challenges that happen on a daily basis. Why would I want to be in that mindset? Why would I want to be constantly living in fear, lack of, and, and instead she literally chooses to remind herself that at the end of the day, there's always a positive and it really got me thinking because I was I was thinking about like the, the conversation you and I were going to have around this concept of hope and is hope just positive thinking. And I, and I realized that there is such an importance, at least in my life, to maintain that positive thinking because, I mean, negativity is there. It, it, it's a thing. And, and I'm not saying that in a, a negative way, no pun intended, but it's just like it. It, it's a thing. Like there are negative circumstances that happen every day. There are opportunities where I could think in negative patterns because certain things didn't happen my way. And I just realized that having a hope for things are going to be better and that circumstances can change really shifted my life. And I've, and I've noticed that once I made that shift, 
I actually started to attract more and more people into my life, like you, like Lachelle, like so many others. And so I, I, it really, um, it really got me thinking as far as this concept, then is hope simply positive thinking or is it more powerful than that? Or is it something completely different? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always seen it as it, it's, it's got positive thinking as a root of it, just so we can yeah. find it in this maze of wiring up here and here and, <laughs> you know, in our, in our hearts and souls and minds and in, in, in our, in our physical bodies mm -hmm. as well. And of course you, we we've had conversations with people, maybe people who aren't as confident in their lives or, or intentionally positive or can withstand the noise of everything around them and the pressures. And you say, well, you know, this is coming and they're just, Oh, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Okay, first off, look me in the eyes when you say that, because I want to connect with you. Because if you're just throwing it out there saying, well, I kind of have hope and faith, that I just hope it happens. Versus, you know, to me, hope is, is actually in the gut. In, in the gut, to me, is the most powerful part of ourselves. And, and I, I talk about people knowing their why in the yeah. visualization work that I do. And, and the why I believe is in the gut because when the brain starts tinkering around and going, well, maybe no, uh, 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 the gut just goes, go forward. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just keep on pushing. And, and that's where I keep my hope as well. I mean, I, I always expect I can create something better results or an achievement, accomplishment, a connection, a new client, whatever it is. I always expect that I can do that. And I'm hopeful that the right situations and people will cross my path. The stuff I don't have control over, I have hope for. I don't just hope it happens. I have hope that it will happen, which keeps me out there putting myself in the best places every day with intention. So it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of the gut, the why, and the hope I keep together. I don't passively hope. I actively hope and I become a part of the equation. They're going to be out there whether I do anything or not today. What do you think contributes to that? Is it previous experience? Uh, I believe so. And, and it starts for me, even with the smallest instances. I mean, literally, I swear, I've got this almost psychic ability for everything but winning lottery numbers. <laughs> I, I can manifest and put myself into these situations almost effortlessly. I mean, I, I seek and I find it's, it's kind of like in the, in the card game, go fish when you're a kid, Yeah, you have an eight and they give you the eight or, or, you know, you draw it and, Oh, I got what I asked for. And, and I'm just plugged in. And I think so many of us really are, but we dismiss it hmm. that the hope for something better, we're an active part of it. And not just sitting there, well, I hope I win the lottery. Did you buy a ticket? Nah, nobody ever wins. Yeah. Well, then it's time that your butt and your couch cushions get a divorce. Yeah. And you start plugging yourself <laughs> in and going out there and being away. And keep your eyes forward, not staring at the ground. It, it, it's like people that say, well, I hope I have more money. And they're walking around with their head down, staring at their phone, just looking at their shoes or the floor. And they're walking through a mall and they trip and fall into a fountain, which has about $2.85 worth of change. Yeah. They found more money. They're richer than they were five minutes ago. Their clothes are soaked and it's going to cost four bucks at the laundromat. <laughs> I am. But they're, they're operating at a loss. <laughs> yeah, they're operating at a loss right there. If you just looked forward, you'd be up almost three bucks. But I, I just... I have that hope in one hand in, in faith, of course, you know, in the other, and then my feet just start walking. Yeah. And, and that's how I go through every day. Now, did I always in my life? 
at the most rudimentary level, maybe, but the last 20 years, I mean, man, it's just, it's a muscle that's built up and up and it continues to grow when I surround myself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. And it shows me what I don't even know yet about it when I hear their stories. So starts so by having that faith and hope, but also doing something about it. Yeah. And one thing that I appreciate about just who you are as a person and different things that you do is that you, I really feel like you share it as you see it. I don't yeah. feel like you try and sugarcoat whatever it is. And <laughs> whenever I see the whatever the posts are or, or the lessons of the day, I always find them fascinating, fascinating because there's so much in alignment with how I choose to live my life. And that's, I, I don't think every single day, and I was just thinking about this yesterday, where there's some days, and I don't know if you experienced this, Steve, or anyone else that's going to be listening to this, but you know how there's some days when you're trying to share something with the world and you, you're, you're experiencing this one thing, but putting it down on paper is just the most difficult thing to do because there's literally no words that exist based on what you're actually going through. And and one of those things for me was, I think it was uh, maybe yesterday or two days ago, I was, I was walking from one town to the next and I really started to miss home. Literally every single thing I was seeing was a reminder of my home. I was seeing all these gardens. And so it reminded me of the gardens that my mom planted and then about three or four miles into the hike, there was a dog that was running by me, literally reminded me of my dog, Caleb, just a few pounds smaller. And he hiked with me like five or six miles nonstop. Wow. And so constantly, it's like a reminder there, reminder there. And I realized that, okay, for me, that, that was an important moment to share because having met so many fellow travelers, that, that is a common theme, feeling amongst many of us is that concept of missing home and, and what do you do when you miss it? How do you express it? And I was sitting there and I was trying to find the right words for how it was feeling and literally just not being able to do so. And it, what I realized in that moment was that there's an important lesson and that's not everything has to be a masterpiece. Some things mm-hmm. could simply be shared for what they are and understood by those that choose to understand or that can't. And, and that was a big thing that I think has helped me tremendously in just being able to be consistent and live the day to day and hope that one way or another, some of these other things will reveal themselves is just letting go of the perfection, letting go of trying to create a masterpiece every single day. Some days I might create things that literally will have nothing in that arsenal, no paintbrush, no color. And then other days it might have have it all. And that's where I find fascinating with a lot of the work that I've seen from your life is that it's the same exact thing. Some days there is all these things. And some days it's like, Hey, I just wanted to put, I just wanted to share this with you in case you're having a bad day. Yeah, that's it. No other words needed to be said. And that that's a big thing that I'm learning throughout this journey is that I have tremendous hope for the next breath, but at the same time, understand that at the end of the day, all I have is now. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. And yeah. that now is not even guaranteed. Yeah. Because yeah. And, and I'm in away 100% agreement on the authenticity of who we are at any given moment. 
you know, it, yes. a lot of times people see me being interviewed on podcasts and video shows yeah. uh, all around the world. And they say, oh, there's Steve and his, his nice, his recording studio and his shirt and his tie and all this and that. Hey, an hour and a half ago, I did a Facebook live, a total sweaty mess from the parking <laughs> lot of my gym. I mean, baseball hat, I hadn't showered yet. So I got rooster hair sticking out the sides under the hat, hadn't shaved. And, and I'm wearing a, a, a sleeveless shirt and I got a tattoo on this arm and that's sticking out and hardly anybody has ever seen me, you know, in, with a tattoo. And I just, it hit me in that moment. I've got a message to share. And right now, the way I look is the perfect way to share it. Yeah. And just be raw and real and in the moment. And I use a lot of humor with the stories I tell because it, it's, it makes it memorable and I'm a storyteller, but there are days where I don't have a whole big thing and I'll just take a picture of something and I'll write the word this. Uh, That'll be the only post. And people say, Steve, that's so profound. <laughs> and I just look at really? <laughs> you know, I just, I didn't know what to say, but I wanted to, to convey something. It can mean whatever you want it to mean. If it gives you hope and faith and belief and, and confidence and pride or whatever, however it hits you is not up to me. Mm. In that moment, that's all I had. You know, and I and I've started articles in in posts before, and I'm this this is how I used to do it prior to May of 2019. I would try to craft something, uh, not flowery or fluffy or rah rah, yeah. because that's not the type of motivational person I am. But I've tried to create something very poignant or whatever. And one of my mentors, a guy named Lonnie Robinson, challenged us, the group of us that were together in a group called Digital Marketing Mavericks. He goes, "All right, Mavericks," he goes, "This month we're going to do a writing challenge." get 31 days of May, every day you write something that is just you every day. He goes, I don't care if you got two lines or 10 paragraphs. He goes, you write something every day. And about midway through, I ran out of time one day. I'm like, you know, I'm hoping to get through this month. I'm hoping to do every day's exercise. I'm hoping to create something big and powerful. And one day I just, I set a line and typed it, set a line and typed it, set a line and typed it. That was the month that I understood I don't have to be fancy. Mm. It just comes from my gut and my brain and the way I say it. And it goes out if it's one word or if it's a thousand words, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That shifted everything for me. I got more followers in social media. I had more people reading what my full length articles I actually wound up writing 26 full articles that month in those other couple of days. It was just a word or two, but it just flew out and I was, I was hopeful. Everything was positive that I wrote. Yeah. And, and I just talked about what I wanted out of this day, or I had a friend who did this and I, I tried to share some hope with that person, but in a way that they could really see it and feel it, not just, well, I hope things get better for you. Talk to you later. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go. Um, it, it, it just, when it, when it just comes from us, and, and you in that moment missing home and you see gardens and a dog that reminds you yeah. of your dog is suddenly there, which you wouldn't have seen if you were just staring at the ground and saying, well, I hope to get back home soon. Yeah. Why do you think that happens to some of us? Because I can relate to much of what you just described. I've been there and I've done that and probably still sometimes continue to do so. Why do you think there is that assumption or almost an expectation of this is how things need to be, or you only share things when it comes to these grand gestures and moments in life. Why is it like that? And why is it not the other way around? And that's just literally 
sharing the everyday life as it happens. I think too many of us compare ourselves mm-hmm. with people who may be in our industry or those who've mm-hmm. come before. Um, it happened to me when I was doing stand-up comedy, which I did for seven years. You know, I, I start out and I'm like, well, I'm not as funny as Jerry Seinfeld or, you know, all these other people. It's like, well, wait a second. They, they've been at this 20 plus years and I've been doing this for, you know, a, a six week course and I've been at three club shows and, and we compare ourselves to that. And then we think what we have to say may not be quality or impactful or as a speaker, Tony Robbins, yeah. Jim Rohn, Jack Canfield, all, all of these, you know, the stars of the universe. And here I am saying, well, I'm not as profound as them, or I'm not as impactful as them. Well, so what? I'm not them. I wouldn't want to be them. Yeah. They're them. I'm just me. And the funniest part is when I finally understood that, and it was driven home during that month. I mean, I was kind of, I had hints and echoes of it, of, of authenticity and uniquely me by what I write and how it sounds. But that was the month I said, from now on, I'm not going to try to sound or be like anyone else, nor am I going to compare myself and hide in the shadows because I'm not as famous as them. Mm. And, and now I describe myself. People say, Steve, what sets you apart as a speaker? Or who are you? I said, okay, here's how I am. <laughs> Plato and Socrates were philosophical. Shakespeare could be comedic or tragic. And I write things like, don't let people fart in your elevator. <laughs> It just means don't allow the toxicity of people around you to ruin your faith and hope in yourself and to dim the light of your authenticity. That's all that means. But it's wrapped in a unique flavor that people hear that or read it and they go, I knew that was you before I even looked at the name. <laughs> That's, you know, our, our authenticity and our genuineness and our vulnerability to no matter what, put ourselves out there 100% of who we are. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And we came up the hard way doing it. Yeah. Comparing ourselves at first. Then, well, wait a second. I wouldn't want to sound like Tony Robbins because Tony is Tony and Tony's amazing at being Tony. I want to be Steve Gamlin, the motivational firewood guy. That's it. And the day I decided to just do that 100% full bore from the gut, the rewards have come my way. Isn't it interesting how other people's lives or fame or some of these other things can influence our own journeys so drastically i mean they could either help us jump started or completely kill the ideas from the start mm-hmm. like i found that to be true within my own journey when i was first starting off and i was doing the same exact thing i was looking at the stars and it was very difficult to kind of pave the the path and and if anything what i what I was noticing myself doing is I was having this aspiration to become one of them. And then somewhere along the journey, I realized that that's not really the point for me. The point is not to become the next X, Y, and Z. The point is just to continue to be myself as I know it. Because at the end of the day, I don't know any of them and I will never know any of them. There's a persona that they may share with us, that but there's also a persona that they choose to hold back. So how can I fully become another individual if they don't choose to share elements of themselves, which I have no way to replicate? And that's a big thing that I realized within this journey is that having that sense of hope that things are going to work out and I'm going to continue to discover elements of myself that I may not have known before, but also understanding that the influence other people have on me. 
they truly can create or destroy ideas just like that, just mm -hmm. by a simple name, simple label that they choose to attach with their names. Like that to me has been really fascinating, especially in the public speaking world. I'm sure you can relate to that, like being in that space and, and mm -hmm. having that self-comparison to some of these other people and, and starting to question, well, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not doing this right. I'm not there yet. The timing is not right for me to do this when the reality of the matter is the best time is now because that's mm -hmm. the only time I have. Yeah. And, and every single day we can learn a way to be the better version of ourselves. Because if we're yeah. just staring, um, you know, at these famous, you know, we'll, we'll stay in the speaking world because that's that's kind of where we both are in addition to yeah. our coaching and the other things we do. You know, we see this larger than life person with thumping, thundering music and fog machines and lasers and lights and smoke and, you know, the, the, the NLP, the neuro-linguistic programming that comes with it all. We've got everybody jumping up and down and all this emotion created forward. And somebody said one time, Steve, you're not a speaker like that. You know, you would never be a part of an event like that. I said, well, no, I'm not like that. And, and I wouldn't be comfortable there in the big rah-rah over the top. I said, but I would be a part of that event. And here's why. If ever Tony Robbins got the insight to say, hey, Steve, I'd like you to have, you know, be part of an event I'm doing in Boston. It's an all day event. We'd love to have you come in and do a half hour. Excellent. Tony introduces me. I come out on stage and I grab the mic. I go, okay, do me a favor. Fog machine guy. Shut that off. Music <laughs> off. Strobe lights and lasers off. Lights, <laughs> stage lights on. I want everybody to see this and I want to be able to see the audience. I want to walk out, sit on the edge of the stage, let my feet dangle off the front. And I'm going to look 5,000 people in the eye and say, hey, do you mind if I take a second and tell you why I became a speaker? And I'm just going to be me in a sea of a whole bunch of other people because I've been at events like that before. It is a big day of a lot, rah-rah, over-the-top, big emotional grabbing. I prefer to be a very intimate speaker. Yeah. And that's not to say that early on I didn't, you know, rah-rah-rah sort of thing when I first started. And then I said, yeah, that's not for me. Oh, yeah. But when you know who you are, and, and, and I know at some point I'm going to get invited onto a big stage like that, and I'm going to say, okay, this is, this is all I need from you. Let me be me for my time on stage. Mm -hmm. I will not disappoint. I will be 100% best version of me because in my gut, I know who I am. And I will deliver that. And you will, you will remember me for that because I may stand out. I may be the one speaker that people actually remember because I was just me. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to be anyone else. And we've, we've see everybody in every walk of life who tries to be like somebody who's the rock star of their field when they should, I believe, just really focus on who you are and be the best version of that. Have the hope and faith in yourself, not in the world receiving you, in yourself to deliver that every single day and your audience will show up. Your fans will magnetically gravitate toward you. You gotta stay with that. Stay with your gut, and just do just do you. One of my clients mm -hmm. said that to me yesterday. I'm just gonna do me. You do you. How do you maintain that hope when when it doesn't appear like things may not be working exactly as you planned? Somebody from the shadows will reach out, and and they show up at the most perfect times when I'll be talking with my wife Tina and go. You know, there's no new gigs on the horizon. This this isn't working or this isn't catching on or, you know, not enough people are buying the vision board program or whatever. 
every single time I wonder, or it just feels like I'm in a room going, okay, what do we do now? Someone will reach out from the shadows, either in a text or a phone message mm. or a, a direct message on social media. Hey, Steve, I saw what you posted on Facebook this morning. Oh my gosh. How did you know I needed that today? It's so crazy how that works. I'm just, I'm yeah. sitting here just mind blowing. Like it, it's true. Yeah. I've experienced, I have continued to experience the same exact thing. Yep. And I don't and my know answer is always it, the same. It, well, it is. I needed it today, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad. It, and I always say, you know, the funny part is I needed it today, yeah, which is why I created it, but I'm so happy it resonated for you. Thank you. Thank you for the gift you just gave me reminding me why I do what I do the way I do it. And I'm so grateful to people like that. I mean, I've even produced videos a video message of appreciation. <laughs> I'll be upstairs and I'll go, I know I get a full day, but I got to get out and put my tie on and a nice shirt and, and sit in front of the wall. And I want to send a video message to that person to say, thank you. Because they, they, you know, I was down to a spark at that moment and they fanned it back up. And then I said, what the heck was I worried about? Come on, full, let's go. Yeah. But it comes out of the shadows. It just comes out of nowhere out of left field. I mean, it's a baseball analogy, but it, it just, it, but again, I'm looking forward with my eyes and ears open. I'm not staring at the floor saying I suck at this. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just not feeling it today. Oh, what's that message? Okay. I was supposed to feel this way today. And I was supposed to share what mm -hmm. I shared the way I shared it from where I was coming from when all I had left was clinging to the hope that I know I'm on the right track. And I know I'm successful at this, but there are just those days when we see clouds, not sun. Mm -hmm. but then like after a storm, you see the sun pokes through that tiny, tiny, tiny crack in the clouds. And it's almost like a ray to the ground. There's that ray that shows up and says, Hey, thanks so much for what you shared today. How did you know I needed that? Oh, I did. But thank you. Wow. I'm glad it resonated for you. And then you know what the next message is? I talk about how I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> I shared a message. And someone popped out of nowhere and reminded me of my hope. Mm -hmm. And to keep going. And to stay looking forward. And not just fall into a fountain. And, and because I wasn't watching where I was going. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever asked you this, nor I don't think we've ever had this conversation before, but do you subscribe to a, a form of uh, higher power energy? Like, what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I was raised Catholic until uh -huh. my early to mid 20s. Uh, I haven't really attended church other than, you know, the occasional funeral uh, since then. But here, here's the thing. And somebody asked me this the other day. Uh, it was a person who is, who is very spiritual, very religious, and, and believes in God, reads the Bible. I said, you know what? Me and God, we are great. Because I, I talk to God every day. And you know, one of the leftovers of being a Catholic is I say a novena every day, nine Hail Marys, and then three prayers uh -huh. afterward. And I can tell you geographically where nine Hail Marys end on my street. It's the stop sign at the bottom of our street. <laughs> and, and I say them when I get in the car every day. That's when I say my prayers as I'm driving down our street in the neighborhood. And then I, I do, uh, you know, a couple of other, not mantras, but kind of sayings talking about my life, who I am, where I'm going, mm -hmm. things I'm grateful for in, in, in blessings and dreams that I'm delivering to the world as the best version of myself. And so 
that's how I communicate with God every day. And I was, I was walking around the gym this morning and I got there 20 minutes later than normal. So I do a 45 minute workout in the gym. And then I do what I call my parking lot laps I because it's a <laughs> big parking lot. And I found out because my sister sent me her extra Fitbit. I found out it's like 1100 steps per lap. And I thought, Oh my gosh, it's a gorgeous place to walk. We're in New Hampshire. So the foliage is beautiful right now. And an incredible sunrise came over a bank of clouds this morning. And as I turned the corner and the light hit my eyes, I just started smiling and I looked up and I said, thank you for that. And that's, I believe in a higher power. I call it God, Uh but that I connect with that energy often every day and in gratitude, just like you gratitude is an exercise that I'm part of every day. Now it's twice a day, morning and night. Yeah. And I think of those moments and I, a lot of times I'll just look up and say, thank you. Or that was really cool. (laughs) You know, just the way, cause I would say, I want to help someone today and I would show up and somebody would come around the corner and I could hold the door for them. Even if I'm not going in the business, I'll, I'll open the door and hold it for them. And then I'll look up and I'll say, well, that was cool. Thank you. So you really, that's, that's what I do <laughs> daily. You really take those things to another level. And I know for me, it, it has had an impact on who I am. And I shared with you a couple of the stories where I would um, cook the leftovers and, and literally drive down the block and give it to whoever was in need. Yeah. But I have I found a similar thing that I think for me, kind of going back to how we even started this conversation around this concept of hope and is it just positive thinking or is it something more? I found that once I started to practice gratitude and I, <laughs> I typically do it in the mornings when I wake up, that's one of the first things that I do. So <laughs> text, video, thank you cards. I've literally brought like a hundred thank you cards in my backpack, which is, you know, probably adding a, little, a lot more weight on these hikes than it to be, but <laughs> hey, it is what it is. But I literally, I'm writing a thank you card to every single, not every single person, but many of the people that I come across, people that I stay at their place, because at the end of the day, I just, I'm, I'm starting to realize that the importance of being in the moment and saying what needs to be said or saying what I feel needs to be said, mm. because there were so many chapters of my life where I chose to hold back. I held back. I didn't let people know that the things that they did, no matter how big or small, did make an impact. They made me think differently. They made me act differently. And um, the most profound moment for me was when I chose to go back to my middle school. This was six, seven, maybe eight years after graduating. And I was talking to my sixth grade teacher who was still there. He was subbing that day. So like, what are the chances, right? Wow. Or the chances that he's there, like the two the two days out of, I don't know, a whole month or something. And I remember walking in and just sharing with him the different things that I've done. And he said, I didn't know any of this. And that's where I realized it's like, there, there's a, for me, it was a profound in, impact on me, as well as me sharing the impact that he's had within my journey. Mm-hmm. And I, so I think what I'm getting to is that gratitude has actually been one of the things that helped me manifest more hope in certain situations. I know for a fact when things are not going quote unquote my way, I literally just go to a journal. I go to a phone and I just start expressing gratitude to whoever. Hey, thank you for being in my life. These are the ways I've been impacted, blah, blah, blah. And something shifts. And I can't tell you what it is, 
not because I don't want to, but I just have no effing idea what that is, but something actually shifts. Yeah. Like, do you notice that in your own, in your own journey, like something actually shifts. And then all of a sudden I go back to the same tasks that I try to accomplish for hours. Boom. Somehow that connection gets made. Yeah. Somehow the person messages me. Somehow I get a phone call. Somehow I get an email, whatever it is. And I've never been able to understand that. How does that happen? And maybe I'm not meant to understand it because I feel like if I knew how, how it works, then knowing myself and just the human tendencies, I would probably, uh, I would use it often and it would lose importance, right? Yeah. I would abuse it in a way and mm -hmm. it would lose importance and meaning after a while. It would become yeah. just like some of the other things that I take for granted. Ability to breathe. Until three to four years ago, I didn't think once about what a gift it is to actually be able to breathe. Mm. Because at any moment, the next breath could be my last. Yeah. And I just took that for granted for years. Mm. And so that's, that's one of the things I found that gratitude truly has helped me manifest hope in times yeah. where I didn't even know it could. Yeah. And something you said in there was so perfect. As you were saying it, my brain was already going there <laughs> by, by talking about abusing it and figuring out the formula, you know, yeah. in the early days of, of computer programming, the very most basic things that I learned from one of my uncles was if this, then this. So it just makes it automatic. Like it, it, it's like a rat that keeps hitting the bar to get a pellet. Yeah. Push the bar, get a pellet, push the bar, get a pellet, push the bar, get a pellet. Well, we take it for granted after a while. Like, oh, I just have to do this and automatically something great's going to happen for me. It doesn't mean that, but yes. it can be such a great pattern interrupt when you're not feeling it. And like you said, you reach out with a note or a text or a voicemail or, or a video or something to someone. And all of a sudden, when you get back to your desk or whatever it is you're trying to work on, all of a sudden things are lifted and you, you can proceed forward. Because you've unlocked something that was inside you clouding the hope or faith or, or drive or determination or courage or confidence, whatever. I do that all the time now. Yeah. I'll, I'll get on my phone and go inside of Facebook Messenger because in Messenger, there's a little microphone. You could leave up to a 60-second voice message for someone. Or I just found out last week, a 20-second video. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So, I didn't know it either. And then somebody sent me a video. I, I go, doing that. how do you do that? <laughs> we'll go to the camera and do that. Like, that is so cool. It's only 20 seconds, but that's all you need. I, I, I reached out to a client of mine last night. I left her a voicemail. She has a big weekend coming up, big weekend event. It's a potential great moneymaker for her, but yeah. it's also a confidence booster. And she was having an issue with people kind of psychic vampires as jack canfield calls them and bleeding off of her and distracting her she's trying to get ready for this and people calling her oh i need this i need this you should do this you should help me and she just said steve i was stuck for two days i couldn't get out of my own way and i just happened to have this thought yesterday i said okay when these people call you first off don't pick it up but i want you to have an outgoing voicemail message in your head hi this is say your name. And unfortunately, I don't have time to deal with your crap today because I'm working <laughs> on one of my two businesses and I've got a big event coming up. So, Hey, don't leave a message at the beep. Beep. That's and funny. It's, it's, it's meant to be funny. Reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah. It's meant for her to say, even just in her own head, I got to focus on me today. 
Yeah. I've got this big event. I've got all these amazing things. We've been coaching together now for about six months and she is just crushing it. And she says, you know, you're one of the only people that I actually enjoy speaking with because everyone else is trying to get something from me. Mm. So that's why I suggested that little outgoing voicemail message in her head. And she, she called me this morning. Oh my gosh, they're on their way to set up for this event. It's a three-day event. She is off the rails, excited, the most excited I've heard her in a long time. And she says, I've already set the vision. I've already set the hope. I have faith in myself. Her husband goes with her. He wears a custom made, uh, like a mechanics shirt with her mm -hmm. logo on the back. And he's out being magnetic, walking through the crowd, having conversations, directing people back to her. Mm. And so all of this, because she just said, I know I can do this. I have faith in myself. I am hopeful. Yeah. And here we go. And, and she's just found her energy in that when sometimes lately our conversations, oh, she's just not she's turning the key, but nothing's happening. Yeah. And I heard her this morning and, and wow. I mean, I, I can't wait. I said, you better call me when this is over. I want to hear I want to hear what you made happen with this energy you brought into it mm -hmm. and, and how hopeful you are. Not just saying, well, I hope this weekend's good. It, she's got it in her But gut. actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you made me so happy that I had that idea about an internal voicemail message and I left her that call yesterday. Yeah. It, it was so nice to just hear it switch. And it fired me up because I got up on a Facebook Live this morning a sweaty mess after the gym <laughs> telling the story about it. And she heard it and she sent me a message. Thank you so much. I love this. I love this. I love this. I've already played it a couple of times in my head. Good. You fired me up. What's your go-to when you're down? I get out of the house and I drive into town, which is about 10, 15 minutes. And I commit as many acts of kindness as I can in half an hour. Wow. That's, that's the go-to move. I always come home different. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. everything's, fixed it's better yeah that was different energy different right yeah you know some people just think that people like you and i can just flick a switch and yeah. all of a sudden we're happy and joyful again hey bill's still got to get paid <laughs> and, and we yes. have pressures you know we we talked earlier about you know comparing ourselves to people who are rich and famous well i use a life wheel with eight spokes it, it's career finances physical health, emotional well-being, relationships, ethic, morals, and integrity, spirituality, and faith, and connection to the world in a real way. And somebody can have this amazing career and be the loneliest, most broke inside oh, yeah. human being yeah. ever in toxic relationships who may have compromised their ethics, values, and integrity to gain fame or fortune by screwing people over who don't have good relationships and, and maybe don't have a, a, a higher power that reflects in their behaviors and they're they're miserable and, and they're overweight or they're out of shape or, or they've got all these ailments because of all this toxicity but in that one thing gosh when that spotlight is on everybody thinks they're the king or queen of the world mm -hmm. i work all eight you do that daily yeah I've, i make decisions daily that impact every single spoke of that wheel it doesn't mean they all get equal time Correct. Go to the gym, do a half hour workout. And I walk usually about three miles or so with the parking lot 
Mm-hmm. Um, that takes like an hour and a half of my day. But while I'm doing that, I'm listening to motivational or positive recordings on my phone in my earbuds. So I'm combining that with the positive emotion, with the physical health. And I'll get back in the car. I do a Facebook Live and I talk about it and I give people the call to action. Hey, if you want to have a conversation about this to do this in your life, here's my calendar. Now that could impact my career, which also impacts my finances. Yeah. I text Tina. Hey, babe, do you need anything at the store before I come home? Because I'm just getting ready to leave the gym. That's my relationship. Yeah. In, in, in also Facebook Live, connection with the real world. Because people start like this morning. Gosh, they were commenting machines. Boom, 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 boom. I'm like, I can't. I'm not going to even try to read these while I'm talking. I just yeah. want to deliver it. I'll, I'll catch you all later. But it, it just, in that one hour or two of my life, I impacted half my wheel. And also ethics, morals, and integrity, that has to be a 10 for me. I cannot screw people over, nor will I. Even if I ever accidentally do something that compromises, I will jump in and apologize profusely and make it right because I would never do so intentionally. Mm. All these things are in play in here and in my gut all day long. And are there opportunities to make more money? Maybe not ethically. Yeah. Would I ever do them? Nope. Nope. Yeah. I'll eat I'll eat spam for a week before I screw somebody <laughs> over just to get extra money. Because you know, I can come up with a few recipes for spam. <laughs> but but see, all those things are just happening all at once. And that's why the people who are out there just saying, you gotta grind for money and, and wealth and and blah 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 and prosperity. Hey man, I'd rather be happy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be successful, I'm gonna continue to be successful. Yeah, in a way that makes me happy. And honors my relationship with Tina because that's she's the most important human being on the planet to me, along with me, to make sure that I'm the best version of myself out there every day. And that's part of the hope that I have. I honestly believe that I can go out there and be exactly who I am in the world and still be successful. Mm. I, and I have that hope and faith in myself and my gut. When I walk out this door every day, I can live up to every single thing that I know I need to be. Even if the world tells me to be different, I have the hope that my way is going to allow me to live my best life and have the most positive impact on anybody who crosses my path. And that includes a dog on a hike. Uh If If I was hiking somewhere and it was really hot out, I'd sit down and share half my water with a dog (laughs) right out of my hands. If I didn't have a bowl, that's just who I am. And if we all understand that, I think you're going to see a lot more hope and a lot more faith and a lot less outside chatter and news and drama and social media toxicity impacting our path. We just scrape it off our shoes and keep walking. Wow. Steve, you're awesome, man. Every time I talk to you, it's just uh, almost out of words, the, the connection that I think you and I share, and, and we've known each other for a while now, but it's, it, I'm always grateful that whenever our paths are able to reconnect, because I think that you and I are on similar journeys. And it's mm-hmm. always, for me, it's always rewarding to connect with people who, who think alike, but also think differently can challenge you in ways that you may not have been challenged before. And so I obviously know of ways to get in touch with you, but for anyone that's listening, they may not. And what might those be? How can people connect with you? What do you have coming up? Um, What are you hopeful for from this point forward? 
Uh, the thing I'm most hopeful for is that more people who cross my path will understand their own paths a lot more clearly, especially in the new year after the past year and a half with everything going on. Mm -hmm. One of the things I've heard most from people is, oh my God, I don't want to go back to the life I was leading before this. Is this all yeah. there is? And, and I'm talking people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s saying, I don't want to go back to that. So I'm hopeful I can impact more people there in everything I have is people could obviously reach me, Steve Gamlin on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, but motivationalfirewood.com is my website. And that's where the vision board program is. Uh, I've got some blog articles there as well. Some testimonials that people just like you who are listening mm -hmm. or watching to this have the impact that we've had working together. So there's hope there. That, that whole page, and somebody said that one time, they go, Steve, oh my God, that is the most hopeful page I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not just, we love Steve, Steve is great, hire Steve. It's, it's people really being authentic and vulnerable about their journey. The impact you've had, yeah. That we've, that we've had together. Mm -hmm. Like I, I never say I did this, we did this. You know, yeah. it takes two, I can't do all the heavy lifting. You know, and a, a dear friend of mine, Anthony Hudson is also a coach. And he said something so profound the other day. He says, look, man, I'm a coach, not a babysitter. If you want a babysitter, here's your money. He goes, we work together. I don't do all the work. We do the work. And I love that. So that's what my clients have shared is, is that. But yeah, motivationalfirewood.com. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, consider supporting our work by either making a contribution through our website at overcomingodds.today or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google. Also, I'd like to thank the sponsor that chose to sponsor this particular episode and that is Say Your Peace. Say Your Peace aims to spark global change through self-transformation and community dialogue. So share your story by using hashtag SayYourPeace, that's P-E-A-C-E. Follow them through Instagram, Facebook, or any other social media platform. Once again, we thank you for listening, and we'll look forward to having you next time.